Or like a huge mentor at the size of this building. Mentor the size of the building. In your mind, the World Trade Centers could have been taken down by Bin Laden and a lot of. A lot of Al Qaeda were, in fact, like Year Six science teachers. They had access to this stuff. Let's get going, boy. Here we go. So, hello, and welcome back to Can Explains. This is episode eight. I'm joined by Dan. Hello. Dan. Hello. And Adam. <laughs> I totally Hi, wanted to that. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Okay. First of all, I want to open with something just a little bit interesting. Because last week, we discussed legacy. So, this week, I would like to ask you one quick question. That is, would you rather be able to die, as you currently do, or be immortal? Well, you can probably be killed, I guess. Depends, yeah, it depends on the stipulations. So, for example... When the universe is ending, am I allowed to top myself? Yeah. Okay, yeah, then I'll take immortality. Do I age? Kind of I think you just like age like slower, maybe? Like a non-physical, you... spiritual being. Mortal is live forever, isn't it? Immortal, yeah, live forever. No, I don't think I want to live forever. Because you have to watch everyone die and That's, yeah. go through the fuss of like, making new friends again. Like, through the fuss! To do that. <laughs> For fuck's sake, new friends. I mean, and Adam, which would you choose? Would you rather be able to die at a normal age or be immortal and then die potentially millions of years down the line? It'd be amazing if you had like a million more lives. Like, you, you have one you life, but it goes on for a really long time if you wanted to. To be honest, I'd rather be mortal. Okay, cool. Because to Dan's point about being immortal, Dan, Dan P, that is, it is said that if you were to live for you know, thousands of years, your perception of time would also kind of go with that. So let's say you're in a relationship with someone for 40 years, by the time you get to like a thousand, that's like a summer fling. Can I just add a bit more to how, that? That's how like potentially 40, sad could that be? That's like four mm. lots of 40 marriages or something. Mm. Yeah. Because you said you, you, you'll be with that kind of special person for 40 years. And you think you only get married for 10 years. All right, so. Immortality, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. I, I said mortal! That's the same thing. Oh, yeah, I know, but you live for a very long time, they just like die of normal well, age. You live for about 87 years. Okay, okay. moving on from the subject of immortality to things that have, in a way, become immortal the seven wonders of the world. So, as we all may well know, but just to remind you, the classic seven wonders of the world are the Colossus of Rhodes, the Great Pyramid of Giza, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Lighthouse of Alexandria, the, mausole uh, the Mausoleum at Halicarnassus, Statue of Zeus at Olympia, and the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus. So, my question to you boys is, now that basically none of those exist anymore, because time is a real thing it turns out, which would you love to have been able to visit? I'm straight torn between the Hanging Gardens and the Colossus. Just imagine the the Hanging Gardens is in remember it's in Babylon, so it's in the middle of the desert. Everything's kind of beige, khaki, dusty, and then you just get this little oasis out of nowhere. You get a, a, this lavish palace with all the exotic flowers you could possibly think of. All the um, it must have just been incredible to see that kind of thing. I agree, and Dan pyramids. Damn it! Easily. You still can, Damn. luckily. True. Not in the way they were, though. I was going to say that. Like, True, I, mean, I think one's got like a KFC under it now or something. That sounds that so perfect. Gonna, there, there is, yeah, I was going to say the pyramids I was. You, you can still say that. But maybe I should say something else. You can do that as well. Yeah. I mean, I would probably choose... Um, <laughs> probably the Statue of Zeus at Olympia, because you imagine that was built at the time when they're like, yeah, yeah, Zeus exists. Like this, it was so real. Then, whereas yeah. like, like statues are like religious figures we take with a grain of salt. Well, like, the like, statue of Lincoln at the reflection pool is based on the statue of Zeus there. Exactly that. So it's it's a little bit mythological, but also people thought it was real. It's kind of so. Uh, Adam, which wonder of the world would you love to visit? The Colosseum. 
Uh, that's actually not one of the ancient ones. That's one of the, the modern, kind of modern, modern ones. ones. Well, I'd go with pyramids then. What is it about the pyramids that impresses you? This is still Egypt, right? It, yep. it, the yeah. other pyramids haven't moved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What future armor? People did actually used to walk right in those big uh, structures, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, do you, yeah, do you know what they were built for? Was it for like something to do with the gods? Kind of. So they, yeah. they were built as burial chambers for the old rulers of Egypt. Well, I know that they've been like you know still standing after all these years. They're like the tallest skyscrapers in the world, but now mm. other buildings have taken their places. They certainly were the most impressive structures in the world at the time. Um, but none of these exist anymore apart from the pyramids at Giza. It was like a million man-made job to do, and like everyone really worked hard into. You sound like Greece. you're speaking yeah. at like the, the summary dinner. Oh, look, boys, we've all worked really hard. Just give yourselves a pat on the back. <laughs> well, well, it was. Not the wonder of the world, that. Because so. they, made, that one out. they made these pyramids like the cultural icons. I mean, all they, of these are iconic did. in their own way, and they're all so impressive. So, to that end, the wonders of the world have since moved on. Of course, we've got the wonders of the current world, I guess, which are the Great Wall of China, Petra, Christ the Redeemer, Machu Picchu, Chichen Itza, the Colosseum, the Taj Mahal, and the Great Pyramids of Giza. So, all those things are super old, right? So what is a wonder of the modern world as it is now? What will people hopefully look back on in thousands of years time and go, oh, how impressive? In terms of spectacle, I'd say the Burj Khalifa. Tallest building in the world at the moment. It is, and because it's got such an iconic design that doesn't look like it should work, but it does. Dan. Mine would be the International Space Station. That's proper sci-fi. That's a thing. People live on that and they go in year in, year out. There's also America, Russia, Canada. Europe. International, in fact. Like, it's... But, like, in a way that, like, those countries aren't friends with each other. Yet, they have collaborated on that, and still do to this day. Russian and American people will be up there now, just kind of sharing dinner in space. And doing yeah. space trips. on Earth, like, those countries fucking hate each other at the minute. And, Adam, what do you make of Dan's choices of the Burj Khalifa and the International Space Station to be added to the, the new, new modern wonders of the world? It definitely has a really good impact on it because in the space station, it's a totally different world because you're going into space. Going into space is actually it's different because no one can hear you scream. All right, ready? It's because it's like that's why space is different because no one can hear you scream. That's the only difference between here and space. No one can hear you scream because it's amazing that they could construct a, um, a well a space rocket and could venture out into the darkness. It's like a house in space. Yeah. So it's not like... It's not like rocket, it's and sort of you, seeing and orbiting Earth. And what, are you going to ask me about my... Uh, yeah, I am. That yeah. is my next question. Yeah. Adam, what is the wonder of the world that you'd add to the... World Trade Centre. Now, to clarify, I think Adam means the Freedom Tower that's been built upon yeah. the side. I just prefer calling yeah. it the original title because... Well, it's, it's not. It's not well, the World Trade Centre, though. If you say to an American, wow, I love the original World Trade Centre, how amazing, they'll be like... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I agree with you. I would say the Freedom Tower because that does make sense. That's that is what it's called. Yeah. Well, it just still I mean, kind of reminds me of what, Why do you think the Freedom Tower was so meaningful? Because the Americans, they went through such a tragic loss that day during the 9-11 attacks. Mm -hmm. and, but they built upon that and recovered their strength and they made it into a beautiful paradise again. Wow, that was lovely. That's so lovely. They carved every single name into the original um, place where the tower stood. And that's what made. Yeah, they did. I don't know. They did, yeah. 2,974 people. And, uh, well, I just think it's amazing because New York is just so crowdedly built up. I think I know what you're getting at. I mean, Do I you was... remember 9 11 happening, Adam? That is. I was, I was only young. I was only young. But no, how old were you in 2001? Four. 
That was wow. like, really you really don't remember 9-11. Yeah. This is so interesting, actually. Cause, because cause I, I, rem I remember going to see the 2006 Oliver Stone film, World Trade Center. I didn't see any of them, so I thought it was a bit too soon, to be honest. Yeah. Is that the one with Harvey Keitel? No, no, no with Nicolas Cage. Nicholas Cage in 9-11, wow, that's reverent. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing about 9-11 is that, for us, it's like a thing that like happened you know, like in our life, whereas for you, it's like a historical event that like, didn't quite happen in your life, even though like, it did. But, no, you know, but, it, but it is true, though. You won't remember I, before it. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually went to New York, and I saw that the whole area was like <laughs> still like a building site. And yeah. I actually saw a million, millions of names still carved on the walls. I mean, I was, I wasn't gonna know if millions of people died in 9/11. Well, fat, well, I mean, thousands, the way they keep going on about thousands, it, you think it, it was millions anyway. But um, so to that end, because they were like guys... the skyscrapers like in America at the time, weren't they? Until uh, <laughs> until they were. <laughs> until it, was, it was suppressed by the Burj Khalifa because the two. The Burj Khalifa didn't go. I need that. <laughs> I'm putting it on my head now. So, yeah. okay, just I wasn't going to answer this, but it's interesting. Where were you when 9-11 happened? I, I remember I was exactly 10, sat in the classroom, and obviously you don't really understand fully what's happening. The, the head teacher came in and said, oh, something's happened, there's been a thing in America, we need to... She said something about, like, we need to, to go home, or we've all got to be careful or something. And I remember even at that age thinking... No, we don't. She just said America. <laughs> like, why do we have to? And you would have but been about nine at the time? I was exactly ten. Ten, okay. And um, getting home, I remember watching it on the news coming back, and you understand that something massive's happening, but you don't really get what. I mean, I, I remember, I think, finishing school slightly early and going home, and I remember being pissed. Not because 9-11 happened, but because Card Captors wasn't going to be on today. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I, I mean, that was 2001, and I think November, December that year, or maybe the following year, um, I went to the Caribbean by plane, obviously, and that was a you know very tense time. I mean, there's even that bit where Ricky Gervais is talking about in one of his stand-up shows that just after 9/11, he's getting on a plane and he sees a Muslim guy carrying a briefcase, and in his head he's thinking, "Oh no," but also probably not. And the Muslim guy's looking at him, and and Ricky's thinking like, "Of course he's not a terrorist. Of course he's not," you know, and he isn't God, as well. Everyone and believes that now. Like every time they see, like right. they're just always call suspicious of them these days. Why, why do you think that is? Because that is the defining thing of... Because it's since the 9-11 attacks, since those hijackers just hijacked those planes. They but don't trust them because... Do you think the media, perchance, has intentionally made people think that? Yeah. The thing is, 9-11 really is kind of the thing that defines our world now. That's the ADBC kind of cocoon thing. You know, would Donald Trump be president if 9-11 didn't happen? Probably not. No, uh, you know, no chance. Now, now the white man is scared of, of, of Muslims, and they, they need not be. Because every time there's an explosion, every time it doesn't even have to be a terrorist attack, every time there's a van crashing into someone or a stabbing, whether it's in London or in, in Islamabad, you can be very sure that 95% of the world's Muslims are going, don't Shit. be Muslim, don't be Muslim, don't be yeah. Muslim, and every, not every time, but a lot of the times it is. And they don't want that either. Just important that we get that out there. Sorry, you were saying, Adam. Yeah, the way I'm like comparing this, well, that was real world consequences. Mm -hmm. Like a big tower of steel falling down, comparing it to. Would like, you say the jet fuel can melt steel? Can planes? I just finish? Sorry. Yeah, I deserve that. <laughs> yeah, falling down, coming down in a big pile now. It's like comparing it, oh, your, your Lego play sets. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm not Usually you don't compare 9-11 to Lego. No, no, George Bush might have done at the time. It's like, well, building up your own little big model city and then like, oh my god, uh, well there's no one on the ground because there is no one on the ground, just like little Lego people. 
And like, <laughs> what's happening? And then you pull out the blood, then you know, the bricks, and it just tumbles down right in front of the ravings of a madman. Are you saying that? Are you saying? Would you say that 9 is more like Lego or Jenga? Because you you said you pull out a brick, and that's more with, like Jenga with, than with, Lego. With Jenga, it's just simple. You pull the. Uh, the 9 was simple. You just crash into a building. Job done. Well, the jet, well, Tower Django, it's Thanks, just simple. Bobby. You pull it out, but with Lego bricks, you have to like kick it because it's sharper. <laughs> I really don't know how to respond to this. My I don't God. know, it was just something I wanted to say, really. Like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, Jesus. I probably used to do that. Like, oh, huh? yeah, I'm, 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 I'm playing with my Lego. With I'm, fucking Jenga. As in, you saw 9 on TV and thought, I'd love to make that in Lego. No, I, no, I don't remember, I was too young. <laughs> Like, I was probably playing with my Lego at the time, but then, oh my god, like smoke. You, as then, in, you were playing with your Lego when 9 11 was happening and it was like a foreshadowing thing. <laughs> I don't know. Did you suddenly go, oh god, did I do this? <laughs> it could be that, could be. Like, every kid is watching on the TV, oh my god, did I just create like a terrorist attack? Oh my god, but no, I, I don't you, think you, anyone thought that. You heard it here first, yeah. folks. Adam did 9 11. <laughs> So you'd have been four, so I must have been like 11 going on 12 when it happened, so I definitely wasn't pulled out of school early. It's like, school definitely finished at three for us. It's like, you, oh yeah, you copy, oh. The, you copy it from the TV. No, you I didn't it. copy it from the TV. I'm not asking you, I'm, I'm comparing it to like, if I was a kid and playing with my Lego while it was on the TV, like saying a, a, and a Lego plane crashes into like your playset. So are you saying you did like a voodoo 9-11? I think I did, maybe many years ago. So, Dan, you were saying? Um, so yes, I remember we definitely pulled out of school. I think my sister did, because she would have been in primary school, so we were primary school shutting down. I remember coming home about 3 a.m. and sat at wherever I was sat watching on TV, and my dad making me sit down and watch the news. I was like, you probably should watch this, Dan, because like, the world is going to be different now. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Everyone, even and when really did when you were a kid, you were too young to understand it, but every single person was told, watch this. Yeah. 9-11 is kind of like the Kennedy assassination of its day. You know, it's just, ooh, yeah, this is, there, this there is, is history a, in the making. Where were you when Security when was very minimum back in those days. That's something that really has gone now is um, common sense and also trust. And context. That there's no, yeah. yeah. The lack of trust and the disunity defines this age as... I think can be directly um, linked back to 9-11. Let's what, not what? go too deep into politics now. Religion is politics, 9-11 is politics, everything is politics. But with that in mind, now, now that that happened, 9-11, it is easy to play people with fear because all, yeah. all of... All people who are like, oh, the bloody Muslims come here, you know they're thinking about 9-11. Even if they're not thinking about 9-11 consciously, you know they're thinking about 9-11 in their lower reptilian brain. Um, but actually, the reason <laughs> we got this 9-11 thing is because we were talking about the wonders of the world. Mm, yeah. well, so we did, yeah. And we didn't finish what mine was. So, yours is the Burj Khalifa, yours is the International You're Space... You go too deeply into this, that's your no, fault. No, this is a podcast, you, you must... That's, that's where the conversation <laughs> went. Don't, don't, don't resist going deeply into a subject. All right, Matt, all right. Because that's what clever people do. They talk about stuff and they go into it. Right, so anyway, International Space Station, the Freedom Tower. It's got to be the internet, really. Like, is, I mean, that's how you're listening to this show now. It, I mean, it really is... I can't think of an invention. It's better, really. everything, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is in everything. You can find out everything. You can find your echo chamber. You can look outside your echo chamber. You can... The kind of jobs that we like to do, be it acting or, you know, writing. Made a ton easier by the fact that the internet exists. Anything we can do has been made better by virtue of the internet. And it has made the world a bigger place, I guess. May I talk about my topic on this? This is a segue. 
We covered some huge stuff. And now, let's talk about the eighth wonder of the world, Adam Kane. Why is it you want to be an actor? Well, I just think acting can mean a lot to me, personally, because it's, it's like you're playing your diehard, really. What? Right, okay, let me... Let's, let's John, do, John McClane. Okay, let's imagine this is inside the actor's studio and we're all James Lipton apart from you. I can tell you this, it's like an absence from the real world and you're in your own imagination of like story set and character and it's pure vision We're in excitedness. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> So we've, we've spent a fair amount of time with you and you, you have a great head for monologues and remembering lines and all that sort of thing yeah. and you very clearly want to be an actor, you are a person who performs at every available opportunity and that's... It's, it's called Absolute Art Craft. It's actually called Gesamtkunstwerk. Um, okay, but whatever. There you go. Um, <laughs> Do you know language that was? No. no that Do you know what it means? No. It means total work. Okay. Any shift we do with you, any recording session we do with you, there's going to be a little element of performance, whether you're doing a, a, a voice element, or a it's just... the element of the players. No. Okay. <laughs> what, See, that what was, was that? surprising. <laughs> I'll give you that. What were you for at then? It's nice. Great success. My wife is dead. Um, <laughs> I've never actually watched Borat or Bruno. Did you know Borat's first name is Dave? No. Okay, well, it's not. I've um, only just seen, like, his <laughs> name is Borat, and Borat only from the trailers and from the posters. Let's say Sasha Baron Cohen says, Adam, we need to do a remake of Borat, but I'm too old to do it now. W would you like to be Borat? Would you play... Take up that great mantle. I would need to educate myself about the character first before I'd, I'd have to consider playing it, because I need to understand its concept and its background. In a handful of words, keep it real quick, why do you want to be an actor? What is it about appearing on screen or on stage that appeals to you? It's just all about like the sentences of dialogue that really uh, always intrigue me, like even in comedy and drama. And it's like they come up with very humorous performances. I want to add something else. It's kind of like action with like combat and, and violence. It is like it's a legit professionalism, really. And it's like, oh, this is not real world. You're actually just playing a, a very violent villain and you can actually do the fighting in it. Okay, so what is it about playing... Can you, you can do the fighting in it, or you can do the fighting. Yeah, it's, it. it's, it's legit, it's not criminal activity. <laughs> so basically it's just Westworld, isn't it? Um, everything's <laughs> Westworld. Things not get arrested. So what is it about not being Adam, about being a character that appeals to you? It's like taking a break from your self-being in the real world. And if you play a character from what you've really enjoyed reading or playing in the past, and you really want that opportunity to do it from what you've read. Because I know that books came before uh, theatre, didn't they? Yes. Well, yeah, no, it, it, it depends, it depends but, which book and but which book. But I know, know theatre. Yeah. Yes. Why do you want to escape from the real world so, so desperately? I'm not desperately to escape from the world, I'm just saying it in my description about being, being an actor. Yeah, but, but the fact that you put it in your description means shows that, that there is an element of truth to it. Because it's like, oh, oh it's called life, really. Really pure banterness, and you get and you really get on with like a lot of a lot of people you play, you're acting with, really. <laughs> Dan, you look like you're you're bursting. Yeah. It's, it's just called really good social interaction when you're doing acting, really, and that's what you can continue for like many years. I I'm not gonna lie, I don't I know don't, what you're talking no, about. No, yeah, no, but I know acting is different than social interaction of everyday conversation. I yeah, know right. Take for instance the, the no, reason. That's just what I think in my. I mean, opinion. the reason someone say like Dustin Hoffman or Marlon Brando, for instance, wanted to be an actor, is because they weren't very good at school, so they wanted to do performance art because they they could do that and 
you know, they like the idea of understanding how other people work because characters at the end of the day are other people. You know, when Marlon Brando's playing Don Vito Corleone in The Godfather, he's he's looking to learn a bit about how would a gangster behave, one with pathos and hubris and all those good things. What what do you mean you'd want to wait? What did you say again? I think I was going to say that, you know, escape from the real world, but you're going back into history. And I think that's very good, like, to try and visualise it again. Is that because you're interested in the topics of the history, or you just want to pretend and be there? It's like you're you're interested in the topic of the history, and how you really like that character, who it was, like, of their legacy. What sort of films would you like to be in? Comedy films? I don't really so much think of uh, romance, but... If I means I do have to learn that, then fair enough. I mean, I like action films. Probably could do with a thriller. Yeah, I could do with a thriller on your rapid You just spoke a lot about wanting to learn about history. And then you said, I really want to do comedies. Do you understand why that sounds a bit... Yeah. What are the two things you no, said? That, that's really not link. like what I really want to do. I'm just saying because that's what acting can be about. I'm not... Let's not... Uh, we're not talking about acting generically. We're talking about acting in the case of Adam Kane. Yeah. I'm just life. trying to say other descriptions about it, not just about myself, because it's not all no, about... No, we're asking you just about This yourself. is all about you. Okay, okay. We, the Dans and I, are writing a thing, a Game of Thrones thing. Why are we doing that? What made us go, we need to be the ones to do this? Why did we not wait for someone else to... Well, at the risk of sounding somewhat egotistical, we all know the stuff we come up with is good. And a lot of the stuff we see, whether it's... Game of Thrones specifically, or just content in general, is kind of vapid, it can be trashy, it can be rushed, and I think we want to want to give people what we feel they deserve. So would you say that us writing this is kind of a response to our feelings about the show itself, that so we went, this should be better? So rather than bitching yeah. about it, we did it, or we're doing it now. So, do you, do you see what, I'm, what we're saying with that, Adam? That yeah, you're just trying to go deeply into story. Sort of, but like we, I think the way I could relate right into acting, then I guess, is the way when we pick a character, it's like, well, why would they do that? Why would they say this? What would be the point of them saying this? We kind of dive in and there's something a little bit. Sorry, Dan. Which I presume is what actors want to do. I have no idea because I don't know. But you see it in a different kind of way, really, because Mm -hmm. I don't really think the other uh, producers wanted to make a prequel because you you three saw different potential from Game of Thrones, didn't you? And that's why you wanted to write a prequel. Yeah. But, but what we're writing is a thing for us more than anything else. We do because wow. we like doing it. Well, and how long for a series it. is it going to be then? Uh, we don't know. That, we don't the, know. the intent isn't that we necessarily make it, but do you think also with us there's a certain kind of self-awareness that we're good enough that it would be a shame to let these writing talents just go to waste, just mm-hmm. to not do anything with it? Would you say that by not going into acting, you would be depriving the world of you? and your talents. Is that like freelancing? What do you no. mean? <laughs> okay, what he's asking is, do you think you have a duty to act because people need to see what you've got to offer? I don't think they need to. I would like them to see. That's, that's fine. Well, everyone has their part to play, don't they? And I guess engage in a strong uh, friendship with them as well. So. Oh, so you want to connect with people through acting? Yeah, just that, and... Um, so you want to grow as a person through the medium of acting? Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, to be fair, a lot of the things you do, I, I can now understand from the perspective of you want a connection. So we, talk, we talked about you doing social media and blogging and stuff. That's to connect with people. You chose to do 
the Kevin Bacon thing. That now that's not a character per se. That's you looking at the camera, talking to people about you. And I guess, but your performances are basically all boiled down to the fact that you want to be known and understood and recognised. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, pretty much when I was young, um, I used to like you know play fight you know from from the movies as a kid. Like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can never watch Hot Fuzz when I was younger. Like years ago when I saw Hot Fuzz as a poster for the first time, it looked really cool. Like police officers. Oh, I want to be a police officer when I grow up. And now I understand what it's all about. And it's oh, yeah. about comedy. And that's why I really liked Hot Fuzz back then because it was just go 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 yeah, police officer work, gun fights, car chases, proper action and shit. <laughs> We nearly, nearly got to something there, didn't we? Because so that's those, that's that those kind of lines it I was... really used to like. It was comedy, pure action, and oh. all that. Okay, let me, I'm going to ask you a sort yeah. of either or question, and then we've got to wrap up the show. Do you want to be an actor because you want to experience more of the human condition, or because you want to say cool lines? Oh, can I say both? I suppose. Because it means you want to do a million things in acting, don't you? And another thing, because acting can be, and then and then we've really got to wrap it up, acting can be a lifelong profession. So right now you see yourself doing comedies, you see yourself doing action roles. But what about when you're older, when you're a more seasoned actor, and you can't do action roles anymore? What sort of acting would you want to go into then? Though maybe actors are never really asked this. Probably just casual drama. Just something that's really relaxed and not so dangerous. Like a soap opera. Could be. Do you want to be a TV actor, a stage actor, or a film actor? Well, film actor. But if it means I'm asked to do a TV role, then fair enough. What about stage? Doing stage soon, so it depends what I've experienced, really, whether I like it or not. Okay, well, today (laughs) we've... uh... We've discussed the seven wonders of the world, 9-11. Is it like Lego? Let us know in the comments <laughs> below. And um, and why Adam wants to be an actor. Which I, I hope it made sense to everyone, and I hope you can I all see me in the well. next decade or so on screen, or maybe less than that. We, we yeah. hope so. Right, so that's been Care Explains Episode 8. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another rollicking instalment. <laughs> no, no. Bye-bye. See you next time. <laughs>